Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome into the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. I'm Ethan Skolnick. We're just finishing up here after All-Star Saturday night. We're still inside the United Center in Chicago. Alex Toledo and I will have a podcast for you in a second. But first, I want to tell you to check out our website, fivereasonsports.com, the only all-free website in South Florida covering South Florida sports. And also our YouTube channel, Alex and I just did a video here from the scene of what some Orlando Magic fans might call a crime, although we don't think so, uh, here in the United Center. So check out our YouTube channel for all the latest videos, not just from us, but also from the people that we interview. But before we do, I want to tell you about one of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that's Cervani Men's Custom Clothier. How frustrating is it to shop for dress clothes? You can never seem to find the right fit, color, or style. Or maybe you feel like you just don't know what to wear or how to wear it. Or you got a wedding, a special event, like an all-star game, something like that. That's why you got to go see Blanca over at Cervani men's custom clothier that's in south miami blanca's private showroom located right across from sunset place on red road cervani has been designing fine custom-made clothing in south miami for over 30 years your custom-made suits pants shirts and shoes will fit you just the way you like so schedule a private consultation with blanca to start looking your best and get the benefit of a female's perspective on men's fashion give her a call at 305-310-2085 that's 305-310-2085 Nothing fits like custom tailored clothes. Stop buying off the rack. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sydney, aka Alf954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back here from the United Center. I'm here with Alex Toledo, and we're going to get to everything that happened tonight, eventful night for the Miami Heat. Before we do, though, All-Star Weekend is about more than just the events. It's about the opportunity to mingle with people from around the league, other writers, executives, people who are just around. Um, the Heat had a lot of people around today. Pat Riley was around, Andy Ellisberg was around, Nick Harrison was around. Um, you saw pretty much everybody from the Miami Heat was here one way or another. So it was an opportunity for me to get a little information. Mm. <laughs> so before we get to... What you might have seen on television, here's what you might not have heard about some things that have gone on with the Miami Heat. And and what I'm trying to do is answer questions that come to me on Twitter, on email, on the podcast, on texts from people I know who shouldn't be texting me at the times that they're texting me. Um, (laughs) No problem. I wanted to get a little bit more information about what really happened with Justice Winslow, but also with the trade. So here's a question that I pose to members of the Miami Heat. The question was simple. Did you think that Justice Winslow was going to play for you again this season? And the answer I got from everybody was, we didn't know. And I think that tells you everything about the situation. As it was put to me, it was always up to justice. And this is what I was trying to tell you on the podcast for weeks, that the Heat just didn't think it was quite as bad as Justice did. And who's right, who's wrong, it doesn't really matter. And I don't really think it matters to them. But I think they came to the conclusion that he really just didn't really want to be here anymore. And one of the things that was brought up to me by more than one person is that they've been paying attention to his social media tweets. 
since he left. And when they started to see those, they weren't angry, but they felt justified to a certain degree because it looked to them like he was happier to be out. And that was the sense that they got for a long time. I don't think they really know why he wanted to get out, but they just sensed that he wanted to get out. And they did not think that he was going to play for them again this season, or they, they thought there was a pretty good chance that he would not. And they wanted to get some value for him while they could. They still think highly of him. They hope that he has success. But they just didn't view him, and I've said this before, as a Heat guy anymore. And so that changed from where he came in to where he ended up, but they felt justified. Now, the other thing about it, uh, was the Gallinari thing. I looked into that with a couple of people. How close were they to actually extending him? I don't think they were that close. And, and here's the reason. It was about the extension, by the way. That's been reported elsewhere, but it was not about compensation, really. It was, it was about the extension. So those first-round picks, and including the protections removed, were, were confirmed, basically? The trades that you saw out there could have happened. Yeah, okay. If, if he had not needed that third year. Okay, if he had not needed the year that extended him into 2022. And so the question that came up from a lot of fans was, well, why didn't they just do it? Just do it. I mean, he's a really good player. He's not going to be that old. You'll be able to move him. And the way it was put to me was, we just went through that. They've spent the past three years trying to unload contracts that even at the time, Pat said, would be easily movable contracts. And they weren't because things went bad, right? Like... Dion's weight and the ankle injury, JJ's conditioning, Olenek's inconsistency, right? Uh, JJ's inconsistency. JJ's inconsistency. <laughs> Tyler Johnson's, uh, you know, not living up to what you hoped he lived up to, and obviously that contract getting backloaded in a way that they never really wanted to do, um, and obviously Hassan Whiteside's attitude and, and failure to reach his potential. So. Were any of those things going to affect Gallinari? Probably not. Were they, were they aware of his injury history? Yes. Was it a possibility that he didn't fit po- quite as well as they expected him to fit, and then he'd be harder to move because his numbers would be down? That was a possibility. And so the way it was put to me was it just wasn't a risk they were willing to take. Did they think they could get into the next level with someone like him? Yes, but they viewed themselves the entire season as being in that mix behind Milwaukee. They thought that they would be somewhere in the two to six mix. They are. We can argue whether Toronto has separated itself, whether Boston has separated itself, but the Heat feel very good. I can tell you organizationally about their schedule coming up. They feel very good about the depth. Hero escaping the worst of a possible injury. I talked about to Nikias about that, about how, you know, original diagnosis was a little more negative than it turned out to be. None looking healthy the other night in Rising Stars. They feel like with Iguodala. And the other thing about Iguodala and the reason they wanted him so bad, and by the way, Jay Crowder was not a throw-in. Not Now, they're not expecting him to shoot like this. But they targeted him more than a year ago. They've wanted him for a long time, okay? They value him. But when you look at Jay Crowder and then you look at Iguodala, the way it was put to me was we don't have anybody on the roster other than Udonis Haslam who's played in the finals. Jimmy's played some playoff games. Goran's played some playoff games. We don't have anybody else who's been in the finals. We want somebody with that kind of experience. And Jimmy Butler today, at what was a very eventful, entertaining availability for him, um, you know, with the media, said a couple of times that Iguodala has been talking to the young players and telling them this isn't going to be good enough to win on the road in the playoffs, what we're doing. So it's already started. And I think they wanted to take some of that leadership burden off of Jimmy and allow Jimmy to just play basketball more than he's had to because he has been the only, it's crazy to say this, the adult in the room, okay, along with Udonis and Goran. They wanted somebody else there. And they think that Iguodala gives them that. So that's some detail 
after the break, we're going to get into what happened tonight. But I think the justice questions, I think, can end now. Um, they just It's not that they didn't view him as a good player. It's not that they didn't feel like they put a lot of time into him. It's not that they think that he won't someday blossom you know, into what they hoped he would be. But right now, they did not feel that he wanted to be necessarily a member of the Miami Heat and was willing to take the risks to, not, I don't want to say risks to his body, but go through the pain that it might require, okay, and, and, and sacrifice, I guess that's the word, in the way that he needed to sacrifice, that other players have sacrificed to be with the Heat. They feel like there are enough guys who want to be with the Heat now, whether they're on the current roster or whether they're on another roster and somebody that they can target, that they don't need to convince anybody to be here. Dion, you don't want to be here anymore? Okay. JJ, this isn't working out for you anymore? Okay. Hassan, you want to go play with quote-unquote shooters? Okay, we're going to accommodate you. And they started to feel that way about Justice Winslow. So that's the detail I have on that. All right, when we come back, we're going to get into what happened tonight. I want to tell you about another great sponsor, the Five Reasons Sports Network, the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm. You can find them at onecalllegal.com. Spell it out, O-N-E, calllegal.com. Someone there 24 hours a day to handle your case, whether it be immigration, personal injury, slip and fall, or just about anything else. They're actually starting sports agency there, too. Um, so if you're a talented athlete, might want to take a look at the Seltzer Bayberg Law Firm. They're based right in North Miami. They're huge Miami sports fans. They're right off I-95, just before the Golden Glades. You're going to be hearing a lot more about them. It's a growing firm. We're working out of their building uh, from time to time down there, and it's just great people. So go say hello to, to Men- whether it's Mendy or, or David or Eric or Joe, uh, the whole team at the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm. Like I said, they handle just about everything, and they have someone there 20 four hours a day to handle cases from all over the state. All right, let's get to tonight. It's going to be a quick episode, Alex. Um, it was not a quick dunk contest. Let's start with the dunk contest and let's work backwards. And what happened tonight uh, between Derek Jones Jr. And, and Aaron Gordon, I think we all anticipated that the two of them would be the last two. Derek Jones Jr. had three fifties. and Of course, that's the top score in the dunk contest. A 48 and a 46. Aaron Gordon feels like he was robbed. He even made a comment about Dwayne Wade being one of the judges at the end. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Who gave him the nine? Um, did you feel Derek Jones Jr. won this contest? Listen, man, I feel for Aaron Gordon. I do. Because what he did versus Zach Levine, whenever that was, three years ago in that dunk contest was legendary. That was the stuff of legends, for real. And everybody kind of felt that he that he maybe should have deserved it over Levine that year. So, yeah, it sucks that he didn't get it this year. He did a fantastic job. That was an awesome dunk contest to go to two overtimes like that, for them to go back and forth with so many 50s. It was jaw-dropping. It was also my first time here. You've, been this, you've done this like 20 times, so it's just nothing for you. But... Uh, 
it was incredible to see. And I think Derrick Jones Jr. really did deserve it. I thought his dunks towards the end were cleaner. They, he jumped over taller people except Taco Fall. But I thought Aaron Gordon's dunk over Taco Fall, while, yes, very hard because he's like 7'7", there was a lot of contact there. And uh, some people on Twitter are, are trying to say that uh, Taco Fall helped him out a little bit, whereas Derrick Jones Jr. had clean jumps and clean dunks over and over and over again to the end. I, what I think people are a little bit upset about with Derrick Jones Jr. winning is the fact that he did three uh, between the legs dunks in a row because they were saying it could have been more creative but the, the way that he does them is just jaw dropping nobody else does it like him and it's going to be crazy to see him versus Zion and Aaron Gordon and Levine next year yeah I don't know if Aaron Gordon's going to do it again he claims he's going to concentrate <laughs> on the three-point contest might want to concentrate on winning some playoff games in Orlando uh, this quote just came in we've got as we're talking here Nikias Duncan was the one of the three of us that was lucky enough to get down the elevators <laughs> United Center not really ready for this event uh, but this this was a quote and and, and Nikias just tweeted this DJJ when asked if he felt like he was freestyling after it went to the dunk off stage quote no I had this planned I knew every dunk I was going to do even if it went to overtime asked if he had five more he said yeah, if I needed it, I'm 23, bro. By the way, today's his birthday. I got legs for days. Uh, Derek, uh, to us earlier today, at his, or yesterday, I guess it was. God, it was that long ago? No, it was earlier today. Uh, it's, it's been a long weekend. These days are long. These huh? days are long. He said earlier today at his availability uh, that he had his first was going to be a 50, his second was going to be a 50, his third was going to be a 50, and his fourth was going to be a 50, and he had dunks nobody had ever seen. The first was a 46. He was kind of he was playing from behind after that. Panaconitan, too, had the white man can't jump dunk. And then I think there was sort of a pity score for Dwight Howard on Dwight's second dunk. I, Dwight did fine, but I don't know if that was really a 50. But he comes out of this and he was a nice fourth place winner. He was a nice fourth place winner. It was nostalgic with the Superman thing, bringing out Jameer Nelson. That was cute. Um, Jameer Nelson, by the way, is still taller than Chance the Rapper. So at at least (laughs) in that case, Dwight was using someone slightly taller uh, than Aaron Gordon was. But I'm happy for Derek Jones because I felt like there's been this transformation with Derek Jones. He wanted to be known as more than a dunker, but he still wants to be known as a dunker. Right, And he's developed his game where he's not a joke as a player anymore. He's a legitimate NBA rotation player. He's made himself that. He's worked hard to be that. There are still some things that he needs to work on, the ball handling, et cetera. But he's made himself a plus defender, which was not the case when he came to Miami. Um, He's made himself a passable shooter. He's not a good shooter yet, but he's a passable shooter. He's been hot recently. (laughs) He's been hot recently. The ball handling, like I said, is not good but it's better than it was. Um, and, and his offensive rebounding is excellent, and he does other things on the floor to help you win. I feel like I've, there's very few times now where I'm watching Derek on the floor and I feel like he's making the wrong play. Uh, I used to feel that way. I don't feel that way anymore. Like, I feel like you put him in the game at the end, you kind of trust him, uh, and, and that wasn't the case before. So I'm happy for him. It was an epic contest. Um, and, and really, it kind of shows the diversity of this Heat team. Um, now, Duncan Robinson didn't win today, but he didn't embarrass himself in the three-point shootout. He ended up with 19, but he healed. Devin Booker went to the finals of that, healed one. Uh, but Duncan will be back here. He'll have another opportunity. But let's get to the first guy tonight, Bam Adebayo, who has been a star of All-Star Weekend. Everybody in the media wants to talk to him. I think some of it is the timing of the Zach Lowe piece, which was excellent. But everybody wants to talk to him, and he's not our little big secret anymore. Um, I think everybody realizes how personable he is, how different he is, how much he embodies the new new wave game. Um, he's been embraced by a lot of the veteran players. We've always talked about it, the Heat, you know, vets, the you know the OGs of the Heat, whether it's Zoe or Bosch or uh, or UD, have embraced him. Um, and you know, we'll talk about Bosch another time again. Snub for All Star. A lot has happened this weekend. But just to focus on Bam, he was so excited about this. He had his mom up there after he won the trophy. But watching the skills competition, like people are downplaying this. 
And I know he beat another big in the final, Sabonis. He beat Spencer Dinwiddie in the first round, who's won this competition before, who's a legitimate NBA-quality guard, and was beating him down the floor before he even made the three. And he made the jokes about how Jimmy owes him $1,500 now because he took all these threes and and everything else. And he was last in the the bid in the – he was last on – Bet DSI, one of our great sponsors, used the promo code 5101, as I did, to nice. bet on BAM. Nice. Worked out very well. He was 1,000, plus 1,000. Um, what did you take from BAM's performance tonight? I mean, honestly, again, BAM showcasing his skills on a national level was great to see because, again, he, he, he did everything to, you know, to a T. The fact that he was able to outrun these guys, and I know he, played, he, he also went up against Joe Harris and DeMontis Sabonis, who aren't exactly the quickest guys, but... You know, he did it, right? Like, he played who was in front of him. He went 3-0. He swept the competition that was in front of him. And he was, he was like, the, he was the least favored to win, right? Mm-hmm, yes. For the odds. So, yeah, it was great to see. He called it. It's crazy, actually, if you think about it. Like, why was Sabonis given better odds than him? Uh, I have a theory there. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they both do the same thing. So, that's why I, I have a certain theory. But, no, but... uh. But, yeah, Bam doing it out there, it just shows you the type of special talent that he really is. And, yes, the skills challenge is really a headliner for the three-point shooter in the dunk contest. But at the same time, Bam is somebody who is going to give you five assists a game. He's going to give you double-digit rebounds. He's gotten to the point where he can consistently give you 16, 17 points a game if he really wants to. Right? And he's only 22 years old. He's playing at a just almost an elite level defensively can really guard one through five and that's not the bs way that half of the nba analysts say it about a lot of different guys like robert covington and you know bam really does it bam can switch on to any guy that he chooses to and they've put him on different guys throughout the season like russell westbrook and just the fact that he was i thought he was a perfect candidate for the skills challenge all throughout this because he does it all right and not that he is the best at any of it but he's really good at all of it and he's really damn athletic. And honestly, the fact that he's been able to show this type of polish and put it all, putting it all together so early, so quickly in his career, given the jump, like, this is only going to get better. We're just seeing this, the beginning of Bam's rise. Well, the other part of it was, think of what he did perfectly tonight, other than the dribbling, which is something that, you know, even Jimmy said today, he says basically he's our point guard. Uh, the other thing that he did so well tonight was he all three passes. All three passes were perfect, and that has screwed up a lot of guys. If you don't make that first pass perfectly, I remember Kevin Love struggling with that, who's one of the great big man passers of this era, and Bam just made them right away. He looks in every situation now like he belongs, Um, and that's only going to get better for him. And I was just really happy for him this weekend. I mean, if you think of where he was a year ago, he was not a starter at this time last year, he did not make the Rising Stars Challenge either of the two years because he was blocked by Hassan Whiteside. I wanted to see Bam and Hassan in the next round of that competition and see how that would have gone. <laughs> would Hassan have refused to pass that first uh, the, the, the initial pass? He was going to post up the tire? Is that how that would have worked? He would have dunked it and then tried to flex. Right, exactly, right. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not going to pick on Hassan tonight. It was a great, great we already did. Uh, it was a great, it's a great story for Bam. Uh, it's a great story for Derek Jones Jr. Um, we're going to have more coverage for you throughout the week. Obviously, we got Jimmy and Bam. There's a lot of Jimmy stuff I want to get to. I talked to Vinny Goodwill about Jimmy for about 10, 15 minutes today, so that's going to be on a podcast. Also talking to a couple of other national writers. Again, check out 
com. Check out our sponsors. Go to BetDSI. Bet Jimmy to win the All-Star MVP. Well, maybe don't. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but he's a dark horse candidate, I guess, if he wants to compete tomorrow, which I, I think he does want to compete. about a dark horse candidate. Bam out of Iowa, baby. The, if Bam wins the trophy after it was named for Kobe, that would be a pretty cool, See, cool, that cool would thing. That would be a crazy story. That, that would be a crazy story. But I, I look, I think what we're seeing is Bam's going to be here every year. Like this is this is starting the Chris Bosh ascent, where he's a big who you're going to pencil in just about every year because the numbers are only going to get better. The one other thought uh, today before we go, Chris Bosh, um, disappointed that he didn't get in, was a little bit surprised about the way that that played out, uh, at least as a finalist this year. You're talking about 11 All Star games, but I do understand it. I don't think that they wanted to get uh, another player in with Kobe, with Garnett, and with Duncan. And I almost think ultimately it's going to be better for Bosch because he's going to have a little bit more of the stage to himself than he would have with this particular class. Anybody's going to be squeezed out with this class. So I know Heat fans are outraged about that one, like Dolphin fans are outraged about Zach Thomas. But Chris Bosch is going to get in in the next couple of years. All right, thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.